Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at Kelly Jones' gallery edition for his Batman comic. Before we do that, I want to plug that we are working cartoonist and we've got some new books coming out this fall. So Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness, the oversized treasury collection with the fluorescent green cover will be in stores in time for Christmas. You need to pre-order that one now if you want it under your Christmas tree or under your friend, your Hulk fan friend's Christmas tree. Street Angel, Deadly Squirrel Live from Image Comics, the best comics I made. This book is now back in print after about a year of being unavailable. So again, hit up your local comic shop or wherever you buy books to get that. Red Room Trigger Warnings, the 2022 season of Red Room. The collection will be out in late September from Ed Piscor and Fanagraphics. Pre-order that one now. You can see Antisocial Network. They will look very nice as a set on your shelf or, again, under the Christmas tree of that deranged fan in your life. And uh, if you haven't tried Antisocial Network, again, pick that one up right now. We will be on the road this October. Cartoonist Kayfabe will be at CXC Cartoon Crossroads Columbus October 6th through the 9th. Hope to see a lot of Kayfabers there. We will be closing out the month at Baltimore Comic Con October 28th to the 30th. The uh, show where we first conceived of Cartoonist Kayfabe. So check that one out if you're in the area. And October 22nd, you can find me in Jacksonville at their public library for a comic and zine fest. So hope to see lots of Kayfabers on the road in October. So we are here to talk about Kelly Jones' Batman art. Yes. I did not read these. At the time, I was pretty far out of like Marvel DC Comics in the, in the I guess, late 90s, mid to late 90s, whenever Kelly Jones was drawing Batman. Um, for whatever reason, I just wasn't picking up a lot of those comics. But I follow Kelly Jones on Twitter, and he posts a lot of original art, and I have just kind of fallen in love with his stuff. And so I knew this existed and recently picked it up at a, at a nice discount online from Atomic Empire, a comic shop in the South. I got a lot of my stuff from, so from them. So anybody sure. watching this video who wants to add this to their collection, I would start there. It's amazing what they have, too. Like, like the Steranko, uh one was... It's hard to find almost anywhere, but, like, they had... Uh, wait, it just had their shop. It's the value of comic shops, you know, like you'll find stuff that may be out of print or hard to find elsewhere. And, uh, you know, if you can look around, if you can access these shops and now they're all online, so you can track down some really cool stuff that way. And uh, right away, I love the end pages, you know, blow up these images. Give me a close up of the artwork where you've got a giant canvas to work with. We've looked at artist editions. This is what we're after. And you see it from the beginning and it kind of blows my mind like going through this work and i've been buying batmans now in the uh back issue bins the, yeah. the kelly jones batmans and it's I, I again give credit to an editor who will bring on uh a style that maybe is different than what i think of as your typical batman artist and kelly jones nails it one of the heroes in here is going to be the inker in my opinion john Beatty. and i pause here just to show you what's collected so they are doing like 10 issues of uh or 11 issues here of batman sequentially um there are probably about 10 percent of production you know re reproductions of like like uh not original art which is unfortunate but you're also getting this is a large artist edition collection worth of work so i don't think uh i'm not disappointed by the amount of originals that are in here they do these overlays for all of the logo treatments yeah but let's dive in man right away how great is this yeah for sure man now now here's the thing this is uh this is like a later period of kelly jones in a way for, for like nightfall when he was doing those covers yes. and i think he was inking those himself to me that's that's a different kelly jones and when he starts to do that monthly grind it becomes a more streamlined thing you know these shapes yes these hatches like that gets brought into like his monthly regimen yeah if that makes sense man because he was not using he was so further toward 
the Bernie Wrightson mm -hmm. when he was had more time on his hands. But listen, you want a guy to succeed and, and to pay pay his bills, do a monthly book and have it be Batman. You got to cut cut a corner at a, at a certain level, man. I'll tell you what, I'm in love with this stuff. No, me like sure. I don't even look at it as a corner cut. Like this might be my favorite Kelly Jones stuff. It's a nice creative team too. Doug Menchu, I I go back to like Masters of Kung Fu. You know, longtime comics writer, a couple decades in at this point. Todd Klein on your lettering, and a lot of the lettering is on the original art, which is again really nice for people who are fans of original art and like everything on the page because it's just not how it's made anymore and uh, you'll see this is your production stat which again I'd say there's about 10% of the pages are this way just to keep complete stories intact but man you focus on this stuff and you can see already the screen tones and some of those hatch lines Ed they really do create like this other value you yeah. know so you end up with really stark black and whites but also this like middle middle shade of gray that uh, is often done by some version of this hatching yeah, you know what? That's what it is. Because there would be more feathering, like in his yes. in his private, like his the stuff that he had more time on or whatever. Some of it reminds me of uh, we've looked at a lot of the Gaijin Studios yeah. guys that are sort of a really clean line, and some of it reminds me of that. I wonder. I don't know John Beatty's background, but I wonder if he's come out of like some school like that, where like he learned this very clean line. And again, if if you only know the Kelly Jones from those covers, this might be a little bit jarring at first. But as we go through it, the consistency of this style. It just boggles my mind. Like for a monthly book, beautiful. Really good cartooning on it. And you know what? The, like the line is very much Gaijin. Yeah. Studio. I love these kind of panels too. Jones is so good with the black and white, the spotting of black and white. So even when he's doing like Batcave tech, it really kind of holds up well. And just for a panel, like how great is that? A different view of the Batcave. Oh, yeah. I love it too when you get the little bit of discoloration from the uh, the screen tone. That's the thing because, because the, the the black ink is so black, you know, it looks so perfect. It almost like almost any of these pages could be a stat from the production material, really. Yeah, and I wonder if that's coming from different collectors. I think that's what we've identified over time. Look at whenever you get no black and it's all like line art, like again as a page or as a panel within a page. I'm just wowed by this kind of thing. But I do think that these things come from different collectors because you'll see a little more yellow on this one. And we'll see some where you get to see more of the brush strokes and the, and the ink variations. I love, like, he just built, like, he creates an, another set of obliques. In, 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 <laughs> yes, he in, does. In the, in the human body, man. <laughs> yeah, it's really excessive, his style. I remember reading, um, it was Red Rain. Look, even the ability to draw, like, Beautiful Woman, the young characters. Like, it's a, it's a good range. He's much more... I don't know, well-rounded than I than I expect too. When I think of him, I think of these like Wrightson-esque horror it's moments. Totally. But he brings a lot of other stuff to it. And you know what? If if like I mean, not to just keep naming names, but like there's there's Michael Golden. Yeah. Pieces to this. Yeah, Golden is a guy that I think of with a lot of this, and I think some of that's Beatty. You know, like the the lines that he is like. They're not exactly feathered, but he's drawing out. They feel very Michael Golden-like. Yeah, because they're a dead line. Mm -hmm. And Golden will do that. Just have like the dead dead kind of pen line. It's really extraordinary, his command of, of uh, black and white. See, now, is this ink by himself? Oh, yeah, it looks like it because there's no name. This is your cover piece, too, yeah. by the way, if, yeah. if anybody missed that. But, I, yeah, you see a livelier line. Like some of the line working around those skulls and even the background. You can see it's not that dead line. There's a, a lot of weight variation on that. It's kind of nice you get that contrast between uh, seeing like Beatty's approach and Kelly Jones' own approach. A little paste up. Yeah, how about that? 
I love this too. You know, he is bringing in subtle te texture variations. Yeah, and this is like your old fifties Batmobile, and and it feels like. Uh... It feels like um, 70s Warren horror, uh -huh. like like Alex Nino, like when a Filipino guy started doing Warren shit. Like, that's what that, yeah, the energy of that. Even look how good Todd Klein's lettering looks Sick for fuck, title dude. lettering. I love the Batman, like, hunched over that steering wheel. That's such a cartoon. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, that's the thing. This is cartooning. You know? It like, is. Like, these severe poses and, and, like, the drapery. Like, he's the kind of guy, he's the ex exception to the rule kind of artist where you, f you figure out how, like drapery settles and stuff or you could be graphic and designy like he goes graphic and designy and it looks fantastic he does like a his batman's deceptively huge yeah you know like often he's under that cape so who knows how big he is but when you get like shots of him one he's giant muscle mass but also like he's 16 heads tall yeah like literally he's a giant so gorgeous man all the little details the backgrounds you know because they're they're sparse you know there aren't they're somewhat light in some places, but when they're there, they're great. You know, the offices, it all works. Like, I, it's it's kind of a revelation to me going through this. I always like this stuff where you have different value. Like, you know, the light is here. And so, like, the color of this back part of this filing cabinet is different than that. So, like, it's a different set of grays to keep the light source going. You know, this is the kind of thing that would be done with four-color yes. coloring. Um, but I wonder who's making these color notes, you know, remove red lines because it's really neat lettering. Yeah. Who is that? That can't be, uh, I don't think it's Todd Klein. Why would he be putting color notes no, in there? The, Maybe the anchor? anchor? Yeah, it could be. Also, Beatty brings in a lot of different screen tones. Like you'll see different patterns on some of the screen tones that he's bringing in. Yeah. There was a white screen tone early on that uh, I thought looked really cool. This kind of a shadow work, like a guy who knows shadow and I assume that's indicated by Kelly Jones art, sure. you know, like, yeah, like let's hit this with a screen tone, but it's a really cool uh, approach. This is cool, man. Yes. Like, how do you draw that little beaded hippie doorway thing? Yeah. This was one of the panels when I was flipping through this, cause I, I did a quick flip, flip through before I brought it over. Blows my mind. The different line weight there versus the foreground characters to me, that's what you want in, in ink. Yeah. All of this. It's so interesting. Like, I, if if this was cut out, I, I don't think I would guess Kelly Jones. Yeah, I think that was one of my takeaways. I think this entire page is just stunning. You know, like some of the angles on her face. Yeah, good variants, man. You have these sets of eyes here, these sets of eyes there. Yeah, but that that is one of the uh, one of the things that surprised me too, because I mean, I, I I have a fair amount of Kelly Jones in my boxes, you know, and and this stuff to me is just above and beyond whatever I was expecting. Look at that. That's wild. You got Terraformers? You got Sunrunners? Is that the ones that... I, I do have some of those. His earliest stuff, like, it does not look like, uh, you know, what he would become. There's one of his, you know, like, I think these covers maybe are mostly just him. Yeah. So you do get to see a little bit of variation in the way he's feathering lines out and everything. But this is just caricature. It's, uh, it's total cartoon language. Yeah, but, like, it's still, like, there's still... The Bernie Wrights. There's a lot of because, rights in because there. Because like when Captain Stern wiles yes. out, you know, he turns into that guy. I always like how he handles the spine, mm. you know, because like when you see it on the bat break, like the Bane breaks Batman shit, dude, like the way the spine goes up that way. Yeah. The fingers to me, I see a lot of rights in and like the fingers and the fingernail shapes. I love the double lighting. On, it, it really sells the contour of that big peck. Yeah. And all your obliques. 
yeah. just obliques on obliques. Love it. This shit is crazy, dude. It's so psychedelic. It and really does feel like seventies Filipino. It really is. And and combine combined with like the whole scene, you really get that psychedelic effect coming but, through. But then you get Mignola yeah. energy. Feels like it's uh, hard to make comics in the in that time frame in the nineties without some Mignola coming See, coming through. There's the golden uh-huh. kinda stuff happening. But that's yeah, also definitely. Gaijin. Like Gaijin is like built on right. golden love. Absolutely. This also makes me think of, at some point, we fade out of using blacks this way. Yeah. And it's it's so sad because it's so effective here. Like, these could have been black and white magazines. Absolutely. They, they completely work. And like I said, I've started buying these uh, out of back issue bins when I find them. So it'd be fun to look at one of these things in the future, one of these issues, and look at how color works with this art. Yeah, yeah. I think the Killer Croc issue is in here, and that's one I pulled off the racks when I was a kid. Yeah, I recently picked that one up, and it's it's part of me going down this Kelly Jones rabbit hole. So I'd be down for looking at that. It is in this issue, too, and it's, it's pretty awesome. And lots of money shots of Batman. If you're a Batman fan... I assume you'd be pretty happy with this. Look, that's almost your spine stuff, even though it's like uh, folds in the cape. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very like vinyl heavy fabric cape, Kevlar cape. He's bringing a lot of different visual language to Batman, and by the '90s, that was not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I mean he's evolving before our eyes. Like he's really streamlining his Batman in a big way and you know like this look at that this feels wild like th- this was this was batman comics it wasn't even detective comics That's the thing that kills me yeah it's so it's not like uh, he's really pushing it and it's not like you you can't license this really Mm-mm. yeah they gave him a lot of freedom in terms of working off of that model and i think he rewarded them for it if this was a film it would be like zoom in on this and then zoom out of the right oblique, yeah, yeah. Like, psh, psh. <laughs> pretty good too whenever he has to do some motion you know like having to do fight again it speaks to that range of how much he can bring to these superhero comics too many too many pinstripes for kyle baker to ink oh yeah we'll (laughs) see if there are that many pinstripes inside see if john Beatty makes those those uh, double stripes one line and remind yourself at home these uh not missing an issue here yeah right you know, that's part of the thing that I really... I mean, look at this page. Oh, that's an amazing page. You can see the, the light, too, like mm-hmm. where the light is falling on those masks and how different that stuff is. Yeah. I mean, it, the guy's just top of his game here. Freddy Krueger? Yeah, a lot of horror. A lot of horror elements fitting right in. So Ace Ventura was out <laughs> when this shit was going down. Some wild hair. Love the backgrounds too. You pointed out that sky earlier as being psychedelic, but there's a lot of attention to these sort of patterns. You know, you see it as a way to populate a background or to uh, make something interesting in a panel. Like the stairs. Those look like French curve lines. Yeah, yeah, no, like when, when you have a, a clean line like that, you can't have one line out of place. Even the uh, the buildings being treated in a cartoony filter. Yeah. Yeah, it's a simple line. It's comic book backgrounds. It's not, you know, just tracing off of a New York City skyline. I miss that this is what comic book artists used to do. Figure out how to light shapes. Yeah, totally. Great, uh, like, cityscape. Love the foreground elements. Very gothic. Same with Twitch. <laughs> now that's Bullock, right? Yeah, yeah, assume that's Bullock. 
little bit of a, a Sin City overcoat. <laughs> that would make you proud if you're, a, if you're a Sin City fan there. I feel like he does justice to it. This is neat, too, to see the amount of cross-hatching. Um, you just never see that kind of thing anymore. A lot of ink on a page. Must be a color hold line, your red line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm surprised not to see uh, some notes there. But it's like Bart Simpson is in the land of... Uh, Richard Nixon. Tricky Dick. I don't know about the sizes of these for uh, production stat, what that means. If that's what the editors went over to do like a final sign off right, yeah. or something. And if they're, if they are like bigger than uh, regular when standard size. It, at Pittsburgh Comic-Con, the DC table would always have just like Xeroxed and like stapled in the top left corner. Yeah, I would see those. Those like black and white. It would have the same cover page where it would be like Helvetica, mm -hmm. Animal Man number 55. And it would be these kinds of things, man. I think they used to send those to comic shops sometimes. Like every once in a while, I'll see those somewhere. Sign, you know, sign of them. That uh, that stuff was sent out as like previews, maybe for new issues I'll see, or new series. Sometimes I'll see that. Greg Wright, colorist. Yeah, that guy's got quite a resume. He does, man. I feel like he colored a lot of the books that I think look good from this time period. Yeah, I've been talking to him a lot on Facebook. He's been dropping some scoop, like on on specific stuff that we like the Starman comics and shit. Like, he has a lot of anecdotes. Do you think you're photo referencing something to get that kind? I know it's sort of cartooned up. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely looking at photos on 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 a lot of this. But the lighting just really fades in and out. Yeah, effectively. Yeah, no. I think he's doing a lot of stuff, and there's some great poses where he's pushing it for his own cartoony ends. But I saw an image of like maybe it was Joker or somebody putting on a coat, and you just can't get that weight. This is another one of those just great use of inking to create a texture and to kind of make those panels pop a little bit, make the page more more interesting. Good shoes too. Yeah, I always uh, I always worry whenever we're like, oh yeah, Gaijin Studios or Mike Golden. Uh, those shoes remind me of Kevin Nolan, and it's like it has nothing to do with who these artists are looking at. It's more of just what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Know. Don't worry, man. Kelly ain't gonna hate on you. <laughs> You'll be okay. Yeah, I don't imagine he'll be too upset with this one just because I have nothing critical to say of this run. I, I'm, this I would looks, have bought this artist edition sooner if I had known it was this good. This page looks so different than a lot of stuff, man. Something about the folds, something about the lack of blacks, something about the treatment of this. You know, you're, you're right now that you point that out, and I wonder if this is where you see some deadline pressure. Yeah. Um, like, which uh, is like, going to happen. You know, you do a year's run like without the, interruption... There are gonna be these moments of like we got to do three pages today. Sure, but you don't you don't want your inker to be the one slacking that out. Yeah, I mean this stuff definitely looks like a different hand, and uh, it is interesting. Like that does feel like it's. I don't know what the pencils look like, but ink wise, this does not feel like most of the inking. No. Oh, this is cool. This is yeah. I really like this part. This was something I heard about before I got this. Um, that some of the pages that they couldn't find the original art they put in the color guides and I love that I think that's a great idea for so, an artist edition So this would be the Greg Wright stuff and and this was that early era of computer color And one of the things that he said was that uh, there would be surprises like compared to what he's putting oh, down sure. on the page and like how it How it gets translated Digitally like there, there would be surprises and these are Doc Martin. Yeah, right that that's what you're seeing This is what it looked like when you were working with those at Kubert school absolutely and the function of it is that like if you use watercolor or some, something with uh, um if you were creating your own uh colors yeah with like paint or something 
it would sit on top of the black like the dyes seep, seep through the black so that you could still see that super clearly like that's the whole point I always thought that the um, the color guides were done at like actual size and these are a little bit bigger so I don't know if that's something that they blew up a little bit for it the looks artist like edition it. it looks like it like that yeah it looks like it got blown up doesn't it look like uh, Alex Toth is making these notes yeah <laughs> Whoever's doing the, the, the notes really well done. Hey, this is that Batman nose that you pointed out earlier. There's a few examples, even where you see under, and you can see that he draws like a regular nose underneath the cow. And that pointy nose is like a, you know, part of the costume. Right. Uh, this is the issue, man. I, I, I remember, like, I would come after the, the back gets broken and, like, I just move fucking away because they're trying to get me to buy Robin comics and shit. I would check in every now and then so i have like i have this issue i have one of those like contagion issues that yeah. he did i wonder if that's in here but uh i would just kind of sure. just check in look at how great these are for like it makes me want to dig out that issue and see what exactly is printing then you've got three different layers of something yeah being treated on here. yeah i know i know that there's like a chocolate color like a like an orangish or brownish or something this is probably my favorite page in the book yeah <laughs> look at that thing and and ed whatever your like double obliques are uh, maybe quad here, the yeah. XXXL, and even the lats have have Incredible. their own muscles. It's fun so to see, much fun. like so much of it works. And then there's like like little tumor ones, like yeah. it's just like a little tumor one. And uh, the rigidity, mm -hmm. you know, like with the hatching, these lines they do print far apart, and you notice the um, distance between those lines. And and I I, I found that like real odd when I was yeah. reading it as a kid. Man, they're, I love it. The energy on this page is so strong to me. Like his head, all these lines, the the lettering effect. Like it just feels like what a page. What a what a you know. Like now we have text. You open up an issue of a comic on the rack, and it's just boring text of of recap or whatever. Like I miss these. I miss this kind of just energy. His croc is just awesome. Pretty good. He's such a character. <laughs> food and I mean like the drawing the lettering it just all works yeah. this was a team that was really working in concert that's some different kind of marking totally man so much hatching and cutting in with white for the windows and things really great that like okay clearly this is our middle ground yeah this is our background, and now we're even breaking a panel to create the foreground coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really and fun not, piece for depth. Yeah, not confusing, not not leaning too heavy on drawing every like little leaf and stuff, but but using like the little bits of of uh, rights in that he learned from rights in. I'm I'm really the more I see this, I really feel like the Filipinos are a part of the stew that 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 you know cobbled together to create Kelly Jones. So, such animated hands, dude. I love that. Yeah, great hands. Great acting on the faces. I was talking to my wife the other day about somebody's hands. And I'm like, don't you look at everybody's hands? <laughs> of course not. Why would you if you're not obsessed with trying to draw good hands? Yeah, that's but... interesting, though, man. Because like, I always hear like girls look at uh, fingernails. Yeah, she probably would do that if it was something exceptional. But I'm looking at knuckles and totally. all kinds of shapes. Look more of this, like... Almost Rube Goldberg-esque uh, elements in your Batcave. Yeah, you Electronics. Know, Look at the cartooniness of Batman behind the wheel. The speed of the, <laughs> like, he, he, lack of aerodynamics on the wings. Hilarious. Or the horns or whatever. 
I mean, the car bouncing down the road. This is one of those great pieces, man, where it light, light box a train, photograph, but then, but then turn it into your style. Yeah. You know? So, like, I mean, I think it is clear that it's from a photo, but it still exists in the Kelly Jones world. And you do this in monthly comics. Yeah. You know, you, like, you find a good piece of reference and you build your stuff around it just because you got to get 21 more pages done. So cool to see this. And this is definitely digitally colored uh, in the in the end. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't remember the colors looking this way at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a cool book. And it does this. make me want to peel out the issue and compare all of this stuff. More than one um, Art Adams comic had, had this set of proportions and shit. I feel like that Batman 400 where everybody draws a piece. I think that Kelly Jones might be referencing Art Adams from there. I, I, I feel like there was a piece that uh, Adams did that was in there. Dude, you want to make something fast? Lift the wheels off the ground. That's it. I've never seen the train wheels uh, leave the tracks, but I guess the whole train is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going sideways oh, for I everybody. Oh, I had this issue too. Yeah, great package. This is great because it's... I mean, clearly, like, Wrightson is a part of his energy, so now he, like, really gets to fucking lean in. And even the proportions, like, the yes. look at this guy is Wrightson-ish, with the hatching on the eyes. Absolutely. Like, I feel like that's the first time I ever saw that was with Wrightson. But John Beatty is, like, one word I wouldn't use is uh, organic. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's like Toddlebin is organic. Uh, like, this, this is, like... Yeah, it's very tight. Measured. Right. But it still works. Like you're able to apply that style and make like a really cool scene of organic material. And it's all penline. Like like the other thing is a lot of when people are doing these kinds of textures, they are being additive with black mm -hmm. and also like using white for like blades of grass or in between blades or uh, you know putting leaves on like this kind of shit. Is like the one place where I'm seeing white. Yeah. But this is all pen line. It is. And I, I linger here because I, I think this is neat because of no blacks. Yeah. You know, except for and kind of like the in focal, your focal point. But you see a whole different way to treat that over here. And, you know, some combination of Kelly Jones and John Beatty making yeah. these kinds of decisions. But it feels like you could study this. This uh -huh. is a really interesting approach to blacks. Yeah, totally. And, and it all has the same function because he's yes. clearly the guy. Like all of these are pointing at what we're really supposed to be looking at really like that batman silhouette too it's so small and simple and yet works for me works well you know what a contrast between our blacks and batman and our swamp under the uh straight up like what is it a bobbery's going going fishing and and look at like this is what underwater looks like in their universe man. yeah yeah it's great with the with their moon and your little bit of sky and just top. serenity you know like that very like calm bog water as the impending croc is coming towards shore. What a great dude. page this stuff is. Croc fighting a, a croc here. Yeah, but dude. you get like the cross section of the ground. It could be like a beam world crossover here. Yeah, it looks like Beatty, for these textures, he's using like a micron. Yeah, that makes sense because it is a very, uh, I don't know, it's a very consistent like a line. line. Yeah. It's cool to see the texture on croc and then you see like the cross section of the ground. And almost a repeat of that texture. Yeah, it's true. And it's so funny because I almost, I have some like weird Letra tones that are almost like this, but this is by hand. Mm -hmm. So tight, man. Just like with a fine line, like 
getting like the thicker moss just da 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 this is the kind of thing man that you 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 talk to your homies on the phone while you're doing that yeah. or else you just go nuts like just marker dabs it's so good you know like the lines describing the roundness of the tree trunk and the branches classic yeah. classic you see that with um frank brunner and mike plug and those more guys. of that tranquil kind of moment you know like floating through the water and it's just a little bit of a of a round line there on the edges but... i i mean this he's this is the river sticks and he's the grim reaper <laughs> man like it's not even on earth love it still food look at that shit dude you you really they sell that texture man and just when they really get into it this is the shit i love from kelly jones when i was a kid dude just just because it's like a jigsaw puzzle it's like you have a form underneath and then there are tension points and so, and mm -hmm. soft points and like just figuring out where where that goes great lighting cool water fun background too it's another one of those a lot of these backgrounds have that psychedelic quality and i guess it's just the parallel lines and also the you know like the the weeds and vegetation turning into a geometric shape right this is another one of my favorite panels in this in this uh, book. I mean, going with my river sticks, yeah, fucking yeah, totally. Grim Reaper guy, and just negative space hand. That feels very ballsy, very adventurous, and and I don't think we've seen very much of that. When Kelly Jones inks himself, he allows a lot of negative space and like lack of holding lines, and he lets other things hit hit it. But I bet you. When you are working with an inker, you don't you want to be deliberate. Certainly in this era, where where the inkers of this day and age are moving towards the tracer rather than yeah. finisher. Yeah, for sure. That like, boots just a, like these guys some get good higher foreshortening. Like, look how big this head is in your foreground. You're going from background to foreground, left to right. Yeah, and it's it's good stuff. It's it's another one of those examples of like Kelly Jones having all these tricks, right? Like being able to do dynamic foreshortening. By by virtue of <laughs> this is ridiculous. By virtue of the l lack of archival material used, like that's what aids us in this original art piece having that depth. Yeah. Because this line is dying. Yeah. And it gets pushed back, and it just looks so beautiful like this. Absolutely. It becomes a like go back. It becomes a real where's Waldo. Like there's like all kinds of turtles and. Yeah, I really like that. There was a panel earlier where I think it was a frog or a lizard that was. That was climbing on uh, Croc's head, Croc's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it fills the same deal. Like, what kind of little pieces can we put on here? And and Kelly Jones man is bringing back the um the rights in Swamp Thing because like everybody once you see the Toddle Bin beset Swamp Thing, you just feel like that's the way to go. Have like little flowers coming off and stuff, but that's not what Bernie Wrightson created. Bernie Wrightson created a big green dude yeah. with a couple little tree trunk pieces and that mandible. Dude, it's so badass, though, all the vegetation and stuff on, on his back. Yeah. What an awesome spread. And, yeah, I mean, that's right out of... Uh, but see, that shit, that shit was like a ghillie suit, though. Like, it wasn't part of him. <laughs> he would do this shit, too, man, where the traps are, like, way off. Like, mm. like, like so high off the body. I like this panel a lot, and it's kind of a throwaway, but it's a weird angle. There were a couple of these where that that shoulder muscle, like, see, they, like, he, yeah, this, he, this, he this doesn't feels nail like it. a costume that's bunching up. He doesn't. That's the one piece where he, uh, he ain't looking at his Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, dude, that's fucking dope. Auditioning for darkness or something there. And once again, like when we get to the later pages, the inking, like they're they're. They didn't do these marks earlier. 
I, I like these. Um, maybe not the specific mark, but there's a lot of that information around the neck. You yeah, know, like yeah, oh, yeah, striations yeah, striations. And stuff. yeah, yeah. Like, see, like, see, this is when they have a little more time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you put everything into this two-pager. The two-pager, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a five-figure piece of art for This sure. is pretty sweet. I was looking at, um, you know, we talked Michael Golden, and I love the Batman cover yeah. where he's diving through the stairwell. Oh, yeah. And I see, like, little, uh, some echoes of that here. Yeah, and, like, I mean, we're using straight edges for the hatching and the feathering. It's a really good way to make backgrounds and to contrast the background with the foreground, like having a straight line in that background. It'll make it pop. And talk about a good fit, I think. Scarecrow with this art team. I mean, it's exciting. When I turned to this page, I was like, yeah, sweet. Seeing some new materials being used. That? Is that a, that's a, like a Conte crayon? I think like so. Like a grease pencil on, on a more, more uh, vellum-y paper? That's my guess. Yeah. Wonder what makes you do that too. It's not like we're seeing that like throughout the issue. Yeah, go back. Like I mean, it, it's perfect. It's like it's like full atmosphere. You know, like it's just a great atmosphere piece. And it's like this is atmosphere, but that just you know, it's a nice variance. Yeah, and it speaks to that thing of like you make know, a splash page. Yeah, you, you know? know, you know what some of it might be is like might get muddy if you use line when you have maybe. these kind of lines. Yeah. So f figure out a different way. Yeah, maybe great pose on that on that scarecrow that's the thing too like he's like kind of like when kevin nolan did the redesigns on the animated series stuff and like really brought his style into each character look at the the psychedelia in oh, that. Yeah. and then look at how you can snap to focus whenever it's like we're going to draw the face of this house right and you're looking at what's important knowing that you have a competent colorist who could do some cool shit but what i was saying is he really makes these characters his yes no other scarecrow looks like that right and I mean, this is the fucking guy from the Wizard of Oz. Like, yeah, he would dance like that. Yeah, I was looking at this and being like, "Shaken forever, man." That harsh light, <laughs> <laughs> that harsh uh, lighting from the full yes. moon, and you would get that pure black. This is one of those things that, um, intellectually or conceptually, is like hard to figure out where like the darkest part is closest to the light, and then it fades out. Cause, cause like when we're all kids and we're feathering a, a circle. It's just like dark to light, but it's it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah, I, I could marvel at these pages for a long time. He really looks straw, like straw. It's so good, man. Love this. Absolutely. I mean, it, 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 this ain't Gotham. You know, he's fucking in that very ability to like move in and out you know like mm -hmm. this is the shadow version of this wall this kind of wall stone texture i think you know the shadow bricks versus the, the the line art bricks it's just really strong as black and white work a, a big part of it comes down to composition and he's and he's incredible at that can you just go back real quick yeah you're like right I'm, about the composition like you got to figure out if you're going to do a black figure what's behind it and ideally nothing but yeah. you have to build a composition to accommodate that and then you have the gray there but it's all still like very clear it's, it's cool man at this point doug munch should be like okay next month i think i want to see kelly jones draw a mr freeze what's what's your mr freeze going to look like like that type of shit yeah, I always think writers must do that. This was another one of those that I just love this effect of like the trees growing over the pathway. Surprised by how well it works. So always even so the cool. newspaper, you're getting like the black line on white and then the white line on black on the back page that's smart. in shadow. It's smart. And look at those pay subs, yeah. dude. Like you yeah. gotta figure out how to do that shit in perspective. Um 
these lines would reproduce like they would be noticeable as like you just never saw these kinds of shapes and he really people really dug him for that you know it is divisive like there would be people who would love it so much and then people would be like what is that this feels like an assistant ink that piece yeah it's funny to go through this with that eye like thinking like oh this looks like a faster yeah faster ink job on this page yeah more of the these kind of backgrounds but sometimes it works so well like behind a close-up of your scarecrow face that feels like he's he's using his uh, nightmare powder stuff you know that he's spraying out around him so much gray on the page you know and and like you just wouldn't do these comics would be so so open love the double lighting on the fingers like that i think that speaks to your like what do you make black yeah because it is hard when you have that much shadow like would that hand read if that were all black and it's like not as well as it does this way right but how do you know you know like you're racing through these pages page a day rate or something like a lot of chances to take that's a fun composition and there's a lot of that like this this thing is consistently creative it's like a batman curtsy <laughs> yeah what's underneath that cape bruce These color guides do make me want to pull out a comic book and compare them. So many cool colors. Like, it's, it's like so many blues. You know, like they're almost taunting the fans who are against this. <laughs> yeah, you're going to notice. See, man? Big, 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 thick Batman. Unbelievable. And just obliques on obliques, but then yes. kayfabe and a whole bunch of... Once you That's figure out the hair braid on. stuff, man, like... You could just keep it going. All you got to do is have the principles down. But those are bizarre. Like for shoulder muscles, yeah, that's that that is not that's for shoulder muscle. That's the one place. Like he, he, it's the side view of the shoulder. He can't conceptualize that. That's funny. It's it's his only like soft spot or whatever. It's amazing. It's very noticeable to go know? from like amazing black and white art, and then whenever I see this, it's like there's such a cartoon element now that we've added color on top of it. And man, wouldn't you? be so happy if this was just the color of the comic like who needs that smoothed out with dots and all that stuff yeah it looks good like this is totally fine he nails this stuff too like all the the cool batman money shots i feel like he does a lot of variety of that like this with the shadow on the building but it's sideways yeah. i think that's a pretty pretty innovative way to do it because man at this point how many times have you drawn a cool batman shot like figuring out new ways to do it it's part of the challenge it's part of like i think of the daily comic strip artists where it's like you know see what you do on strip number 1200 three years into your run or four years in great perspective on that man we there was a lot of like fudging of uh, perspectives and stuff i think of the panels that i took pictures of to send to you and i feel like this is one of them too like what a fun composition yeah that is a lot gonna, of perspective i'm yeah. just gonna look at that a little bit man so nice. And then the hot colors there, cool colors there, the lighting coming from the street lights. I give a ton of credit to Gregory Wright for figuring out, like, we can't do blue. Right. I like this kind of stuff, too. It's very disorienting. You know, if you're falling, like, again, interesting ways to build your composition around this. That shorthand, like, building background, I love it. Me too, man. It, it's a uh, it's like an updated version of the old cartoon skyline. Yeah, yeah, the like, like the R. Crumb. Even the Batman TV show in the beginning when they have that little animated sequence, it's that, yeah, it's cartoon shorthand for this is a city. Behind us is a city. 
giant. The this is the roided up period of the, Batman. The light pole is so important. Everybody has has their own like uh, light pole interpretation. I drew so many light poles in Hip Hop Family Tree. That's pretty great for a lighting. Effect. Steve Jobs, nineteen eighty four, at the Mac conference, <laughs> introducing the computer. See, this is a, car, a colorist who is in sync with with the with the art team. Like these guys are supplying some lighting and the the colors is there receiving right. that information correctly yeah, totally totally complimenting what you're getting in the black and white in that panel yeah man speaking of black and white look at that dude like the tattered parts of it and, and like sort of the under construction it's it's sweet as hell yeah i'm trying to figure out if this is photocopied one of these this i think it i think it must be because i think there's a little bit of a line there and yeah, it feels I mean, like there's a little bit of extra here you. added on this side. It's just too detailed, right? You're not going to do that twice. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell, like, you even see the, the little flay like, right the lettering here. lettering effects are the same. The flay right here. But there's, yeah, you and, and this is pasted up. And I'm trying to see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is. Yeah, the the, bolt, the main image is certainly. Rick Baranis and Jack Palance. <laughs> And Quentin Tarantino. It is, right? Yeah, it looks, looks like it. This is new language from the inker. We haven't seen hatching like that. And, and, and what is that? It's the giant ear. Oh, yeah, it is an ear. You know what I'm seeing at a very weird angle? Yeah, right. it wasn't It wasn't reading. I feel like the pages do keep getting better. You mentioned earlier, like, you're seeing him evolve. These are striking compositions. You know, like playing with all kinds of stuff, lettering, lighting effects, weird space. And that's that's look at the size of his arm. <laughs> <laughs> that arm is like uh, has like Andre the Giant, whatever he had, but just in that arm. <laughs> Love this drill tool. Acromegaly arms. Yeah, that's great. It's so soft. You know that 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 spider. Mm -hmm. As compared to this hard ass kick. That's a fun effect, going down through the trap door and the lighting, just great, catching the top. Great, great lighting on that, man. Um, you know, more and more, I'm so happy to see um, incorrect anatomy that, like, still looks good. Right. You know, because, like, I sit there with my little, like, figure next to me and stuff, and I'm like, ah, quads, this. And then, and then at a certain point, I'm getting spun around, and I'm like, I'm just, this is yeah. fine. And... And that's what he's doing, mm -hmm. you know, like that's just a ball knee, you know, but it totally works. The magic mirrors walking through. I love this panel. And to me, if you're like, oh, I love Wrightson and stuff, that's that could be right out of a Warren mag. Dude. A giant close up of a head <laughs> mounted on the wall. I'm being triggered, man. I, I, <laughs> I went to uh, Wildwood, New Jersey, like the boardwalk. They had a castle of Dracula. It burned down because some kids were fucking around. But there's a part in there where it's like, a, you know, it's a haunted house with actors and they have a guy in a guillotine and they're like, all right, everybody, one, two, three, off with his head. One, two, three, off with his head. Guillotine comes down. The fucking head comes rolling. Like, they're a little distance away, but the head comes off and rolls into a basket. And I went through a second time because I'm like, I have to see how they do this. It yes. freaked me out so bad. Jimmy was a different actor. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was a different actor in the guillotine <laughs> this second time. <laughs> That's amazing. Is, is what I'm saying. That's the most kayfabe uh, <laughs> carnival act. It, I, like, I'm like... They're killing people in here. Like, they're obviously killing people here. I was, you know, 9, 10 years old. But I was, like, so convinced that they're just chopping heads off. One every 15 minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> Good for them. Batman's cape breaking your panel border. 
So it's just the, the negative space at the bottom of the page. And this is like when they did that ba vampire Batman mm -hmm. thingy, like so much of this. The, the curls is like Tim Bur We're in the era of Tim Burton now or something. Like Tim Burton, I feel like, brought the swirls and the vortexes and stripes. Yeah, it does make me curious uh, what's going on in Kelly Jones's influence range, you know, besides her rights in with some of this stuff. Because it does have those, like, fairy tale qualities. Yeah. It has a lot of qualities that feel different than your typical comic. There's a little bit of that nose that I was talking about. Right. I may have missed the big example of that, but there, there are definitely these shots where it's like, you can feel it, that it's clearly he's drawing a mask and a face underneath the mask. His superhero jowline, when he goes like this, yeah, that's Art Ad the way Art Adams draws, draws Batman, and that is just pure Dracula. Yeah. You yeah, know, that is. is a creature of the night. <laughs> there it is, dude. Hey, Kelly, let's let's hear what your Mr. Freeze looks like. Doug Doug Mensch stepping up to the plate, man. Yep, next Mr. Freeze. There's a, another slight variation of some of what we've seen in terms of background mark making. Yeah, this should be fun. John Beatty getting co-credited as artist. Probably uh, well-earned. Yeah, for sure, which might mean he's bringing more. Uh, it almost feels like fall, like leaves. Or something. This is a famous image to me, mm -hmm. iconic image to me, because um, it would be shown in Wizard magazine a lot, like in the casting calls or when they're talking about these issues or something. I think all of these look really strong. No, they absolutely do. Like that underlighting that he's doing, like to the head, very effective, very and, cool. Looking. And thankfully, it is white material cutting that in. Like maybe you indicate a little bit but it's pretty precise it's a great skull and you just draw this you know yeah. you don't tape down your shit and and rule out grids you just you draw that you go for it this makes me wonder like what we're seeing in color because mm -hmm. there's some kind of strange the way that's indicated oh man it's amazing beautiful it's like it glows yeah it really does man and then to go from that to these kind of cartoon figures or faces yeah yeah, for sure. And that's a, that's one of his things. Like, like he's interested in drawing this stuff, so he's going to populate the universe with whatever. Wow. Yeah, there's some really good stuff here of, like, foreground black, background black, and, and trying to make your in-between, you know, trying to create a middle ground in there. And a just, lot of depth. Just the shapes of it. It's very bouncy and... More organic than most of what we've seen so far. It's like that cabinet of Dr. Caligari kind of shapes continues to be inventive page designs like i feel like that's a really neat page layout that we haven't seen yet because it's one of those things where doug munch is giving this guy fucking talking head sequences you know yeah. you don't don't do that there kelly like let's let's have him do some things does pretty well with it he does really but nice he's, he's he's uh you know he's doing what he can it's neat because stuff like this to me is so much like black and white film it is yeah you know and how, what, what kind of influence does that have? Is mm -hmm. that just a fan of old horror, which would make sense? Yeah, because it's all that uplighting. That is a fucking badass Mr. Freeze. Oh, you know, it's one of those things, like like the Mignola um, animated series Mr. Freeze is, is, is out at this point, certainly. And you feel like you can't perfect it better than that. But, like, Kelly Jones is going different. Like, this is the 90s, man. And, you know, Onslaught and Holocaust, like, you know, those crazy apocalypse bad guys and muscles and all that shit. Because you, you always think of him as homunculus. Yeah. 
little skinny fucking twig mad scientist. But he's flipped it and took it to a different place. And just the illumination from below, like, it, 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 it looks like it radiates cold. Yeah. You, you don't think of black and cold, really. But, like, he, he figured that out, man. Yeah, when you say that, it has to be hard to not make this look like heat. Right. Like, like there's a flame source that's providing that underlighting. But frostbite burns, you know, like, whatever works. Paste up head. <laughs> Weird stuff. I can almost <laughs> hear the ice clinking as he drops the ice in there. I love the... His tech is really strong to me. Yeah, and it's all in black. Like, like I think that's a Mignola piece. We see it in that X-Force 9 where there's all this yes. tech that has to be drawn, but it's all black and just shapes of monitors and stuff. Great little buggy. Dude, this looks like a fucking... Like a McDonald's toy, and then you put the bat s symbol on it. Right. Todd Klein putting in some uh, cool lettering, right? Yeah, man. Giving us uh, Batman's handwriting. Todd Klein is like the one guy in comics that can do a cursive that's legible and able able to deal with. The lines on the floor, to me, is part of what grounds, what makes all this work. Yeah. They are so flat and straight, yeah. and it's like it just feels like yeah, that's a floor. That's a very believable flat floor that he's standing on. It's amazing. That's really cool. And and all of this screams uh, Wrightson. Wrightson would do these eyebrows. He would do that old witch nose that would like kind of come up that way. See a little bit of Sam Keithisms in here. Yeah, Sam Keith. I think those guys may have worked together. I know they did uh, like like two Alien series that probably are worth our time at oh, some yeah. point. Oh yeah. Um, you know the other thing, if this were a character out of Sin City, that would make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you can almost imagine Miller pushing some of the caricature-esque stuff that he does into this, this realm. Specifically, Wrightson would do these, like, single image pieces that would be, like, in those House of Mysteries and, like, those creepy and eeries. And he would put extra time into that ink illustration, and that's right. what that stuff looks this like. This is a great panel. It's very superhero language. I wonder if... Uh, Batman punching a woman. I wonder if Kelly Jones's um, pencils are more towards the Wrightson, and if John Beatty kind of, kind of updates him for the '90s with his with his penmanship. That's a good uh, good question. You know what? Like I never see Kelly Jones pencils, so yeah. I, I can't speak to that. It might be something I have to go and do uh, search out. And there just might not be something to see, you know? Right. It would be interesting to see like how much room he's leaving for the, his uh, his inker to interpret. And I mean, that's just beautiful Batman. That's classic Batman. That, you could have seen that classic. for decades. Yeah, that looks classic. Really fun. You know, you bust open his, his suit and you see like the gas is coming out and they do resemble fire. Yeah. Little bits of flame coming up. Yeah, you know, it's like like uh, dry ice has smoke and stuff. What a run. And I mean, this is only a little bit of it. You know, like he did yeah. Batman for, I think, something like four years. Yeah, yeah. Though I, like, I, I dug it. I enjoyed it. I would have very much loved to have seen some of that the nightfall, like the stuff that he was inking completely himself, and, and like check those out because it's just a very accurate interpretation of like what Kelly Jones stuff looks like at that time, like like John Beatty's inking, like really roots it in comic books or something, and I feel like Jones is pulling from a different place, but whatever it takes to to do a monthly gig, man. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like it's a pretty good team up between yeah. penciler and inker uh, 
you know, you see several of those throughout comics history, and, and it is a little different than when Jones inks himself, for sure, but for, like, consistency, like, it creates a world. It's very strong, man. Yeah. Like, like for, for a monthly comic, like, like you, you, you can't ask for more. Yeah, I, like I said, I was kind of thrilled and overwhelmed by this, yeah. and uh, had no idea, or else we would have probably had, had this in our hands much earlier. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. And, you know, dude, like... I might have two dozen artist editions that we haven't done yet. Right. Uh, I'm definitely look forward to uh, doing some more of that stuff. For it's sure. always so much fun to see this kind of version of people's art. And what comes out next month, dude, is um, McFarland Spider-Man. Yeah, there should be some gems in that one. Yeah, for sure, dude. You good to go? Yep. Okay, favors like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Hulk Grand Design, the collected oversized treasury-sized edition, will be out in stores in December. Now is the time to tell your store that you want that. Wherever you buy books, pick up the Hulk Grand Design treasury, fluorescent green cover. You're going to want this under the Christmas tree this year. Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Live, back in print from Image Comics. It's been gone for about a year. It's some of my best comics, so pick that one up wherever you buy comics and books. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my comics and art and download some of my out-of-print comics and zines. Red Room Trigger Warnings hitting the shelves September 2022. I think the same week as that Spider-Man uh, Todd McFarlane joint. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Modern day horror comic uh, banned in more than 28 countries. Banned in more than 10 comic shops. So you might need to hit that link tree in the description below this video to put in your orders and pre-orders. For current and future Red Room comics. And if you want to read those comics right now, this second, you can go to my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash headpiscor. For three bucks, you get the complete archive of about 300 pages worth of comics right now. And I put up new strips every Tuesday. I'm serializing material that's not going to see print for another year, potentially. So, uh, check that stuff out. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist KFAB newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist KFAB t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist KFAB channel. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Make more comics.